Hi, uh, welcome to GAY and UNY, Gay in Upstate New York. My name is James Norris. Uh, this is my podcast. Um, I didn't make, I didn't record one last week. It's kind of a crazy week. So I'm sitting here, you know, with my coffee. Um, and I don't have any notes today. So I'm just going to kind of riff and talk and kind of let you know where I'm at. Because I had, I think I had a pretty significant kind of realization last week. And I think it's a lot of, everything happening all at once. Excuse me. I took a sip. So, um, the last one I did was about, you know, my last breakup, uh, last relationship and what I've learned. And last week wasn't the, really the week to make a podcast because I think I was, wasn't, wasn't up to it, but today, you know, it's been a week. I think a lot of healing has happened. Um, because it was a rough week last week. I uh, I started out really, it started out with me. I had to watch a video that my orthopedic surgeon had sent me. So this is a video that I have to watch and I, it tells me all about everything that I need to be prepared for, for a knee replacement and all the care I will need and everything has to be prepared. And I'm sitting there watching this um, and I just start crying. Uh, I just start crying, uh, you know, tears are running down my face and I'm not really in, I was in the office. I shouldn't have been <laughs> listening to it in the office, but it was overwhelming to me to realize that I will need help and that I need to ask for help. And that really put me in a vulnerable place. And I, you know, I called my sisters, I called my support group, you know, <laughs> my three sisters. Um, and I, you know, I was crying to them and explaining to them how I was feeling and, and then I'm not used to this, uh, in my role, in my family, I have always been, you know, kind of the helper, the fixer, someone you can count on a person who will help you get through things or knows, the, you know, knows the right thing to do or knows where to go to do, you know, for the right thing to do. Um, and I just it was overwhelming to me. And sometimes I, I find my, I have never found myself in this situation before, to be honest, I haven't found myself in a situation where I needed to ask for help. And my sisters, you know, my sisters are going to help me. So is my family. And I'm very thankful for them, but it doesn't change the way that I felt and what I was feeling. It was almost, you know, shaking me to my core that I had to do this. And I don't, it's not, it wasn't pride. It was something deeper than that. And uh, the next day, you know, well, actually the next week, I, um, I started to really make a decision to do things for myself, to really take care of myself. And um, I went to a Reiki session, which was pretty unusual for me because usually I, I don't put myself in situations where I don't understand the process fully. Um, and it was pretty significant. It was more meditative than I thought it was going to be. I definitely reached that place of being completely calm and peaceful, especially when dealing with heartbreak and um, upcoming surgery of being physically vulnerable. And I realized something that throughout my life, and it's just because of who I am and my circumstances, but is also well and I think is also related to me as being an outsider, being, you know, a gay man. 
I've always saw myself and given myself the expectation of having to be the best child, having to be the most well-behaved, to not speak up, to kind of almost program to be invisible, um, but also be supportive. And because I put the expectation on myself, and I'm just really realizing this now, and I processed it for a week. That's why I didn't make a podcast. Those expectations I put on myself was partially to protect myself, but also to make sure that I wasn't that I wasn't really looking at myself, that I didn't really love myself. I would become the best child, the most well-behaved child, the person who doesn't rock the boat. Um, I would do what was expected. I could do this. I could be the best at something. And yes, I couldn't be the best at one thing, you know, at sports, or maybe I couldn't play music, but I, I know I could be the best, the best well-behaved and the person who followed the rules and who, who was always there to lend a helping hand. And I don't regret that to be saying, um, to be, you know, just to side note, I don't regret any of the decisions I made, but realizing that I have lived my, you know, lived my life as a fixer, but also have have put my, almost my, has ma have made decisions based on the expectations of unrealistic ex expectations I had on myself. Um, and based on what was expected of me, I was expected to be a good child. And I tried very hard not to make mistakes. Um, I didn't, I didn't talk a lot in school because I didn't want to be seen. And I think the reason you know, I, and I didn't rock the boat because I didn't want to be seen. I was really well behaved because I didn't want people to see the real me. And not that the real me is, you know, um, is a person who breaks the rules or gets in trouble all the time, but that I was doing all these things and putting these unre unrealistic expectations of myself based on what I thought others would think of me. And honestly, to be, to be truth, truthful, what I thought of myself. So the idea that at the age of 44 right now, I think I'm starting to realize my authentic self as being that my authentic self and I, and realizing that I don't have to please everyone. I don't have to do, I don't have to live up to those expectations. I don't have to be the best, you know, the best son, the best brother, the best boyfriend, I don't have to do those things. Um, do I want to do the good, right thing? Do I want to do good things? Do I want to be helpful? Absolutely. But there are times in my life when I did those things at the expense of my own happiness. And to realize that you that I've done those things, I've made those decisions, was pretty significant to me. And, um, and going forward is what, I have to figure out now is and living my life for myself um, and not based on what was expected, what I thought was expected of me. And because, you know, and when I think about why did I think what was, you know, I was expected to be this, what, why I gave myself these unrealistic expectations is, be, is because I didn't love myself. I didn't accept myself. It's, it's based in my, it's, it's rooted in my shame um, that I was taught from a young age. And yes, from the, personal experiences, you know, the nurture, uh, part of my growing up, but also, you know, also affected who I was in my own view of myself as a queer person, I think is 
also that plays a big part in that you know did uh, neglect and abuse have part of that when i was a child yes but also my that just fueled that idea that i was not enough and that i needed to be the best at this i needed to be the best kid the best well-behaved i needed to i needed to be these things because if they really knew that i was this queer person with um with faults, with a person that can make mistakes, with a person that doesn't need to do everything that's expected of them, um, that they wouldn't love me. And that, and that's, and that's really rooted at, you know, the way I think about myself. And I think I can't be the only one that struggles with this, you know, <laughs> but the unrelated, those expectations I put on myself, I realized are now bullshit. I look back and I don't regret any of the decisions I made or the people I've helped or, you know, I, the things I've done, um, are given because I really do believe in service and the idea that, you know, that you give yourself, um, because, because it kind of brings you to a higher state of being grateful and being honest and it helps other people. And to get a, you know, to realize that you've changed someone's life is pretty significant. And I, I mean, that, that's why I, you know, I kind of do what I do for work and I, I do in my personal life too. That's why I help people. But I think that me realizing this, that these expectations that I don't have to do this, that I can just be myself and make some more decisions or going forward, you know, do things that I actually want to do. It's okay for me to say no. It's okay for me to make a mistake. I am not putting myself to that higher, you know, putting myself to that higher standard anymore. You know, it's kind of like realizing my own humanity and accepting my myself for being, you know, flawed. Um, in my last relationship, I found myself, you know, being, trying to be the best boyfriend, trying to be the best, you know, as supportive. And I don't regret any of those things. Absolutely not. But also... Did I do that at the expense of myself? Did I miss out on anything? I don't know. I can't honestly can't say. But I know going forward, I I just want to be reach that point where I, you know, am my authentic self. And I guess that's everyone's journey, really. That's my journey is to be my authentic self. And I do that, you know, I'm trying to do that through self-care. I think Reiki was a big first step. You know, I do see a therapist um, on a regular basis and I am an advocate for therapy because um, when you look at yourself and kind of when you really need to look at yourself, you know, it, it, it helps you grow, helps helped me grow. I should talk in the eye, you know, eye statements, but it helps it helped me grow. It helped me change and helped me realize a lot of things about myself um, in regards to my own humanity and my own past and my own trauma. And that's where that's where I have been at, and it's been emotional roller coaster, and going forward, um, and the idea that I found myself, you know, physic, uh, you know, emotionally vulnerable, and then on top of that, being going to be physical, physically vulnerable, um, and laid up for six weeks, kind of brought me to that point. It brought me to that point where it says, you know, I had to say to myself, James what's going on here? 
Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel overwhelmed? Why are you so exhausted? I was so tired of, and I felt exhausted, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted uh, because of those expectations. And it all came to a head. It all kind of was the perfect storm. And I am thankful for that. I'm so thankful because I don't know how I came to that realization, honestly. I'm just thank I'm thankful for that because I think it'll be, I think it's a milestone. You know, you certain people hit milestones. I think it's a milestone in my life to, I guess, to start living my life for myself and maybe opening up a little more and not, not being so closed off. And part of that is me actually loving myself. And I talked to my father a few days, like last weekend, and he told me to look in the mirror. Such a simple task. Look in the mirror, look at yourself. You know, he said, look how beautiful you are. Yeah. I don't know if you realize how significant that statement was. And it's, it, it, you know, it is, you know, it, it was just, um, it meant so much to me when he said that because he's right. You know, he's the one man who's known me my whole life and, uh, you know, is my best friend. And uh, he's right. And to realize that, you know, I talk about, you know, you are enough and looking at myself and looking at myself in the mirror as, you know, as a beautiful person, calling myself beautiful, calling myself beautiful, it, you know, equates to being enough. And um, it was pretty significant. And I think that's, he definitely helped that statement, you know, resonated with me and still resonates with me and makes me emotional when I think about it, because you know, I am a flawed human, but I am also beautiful, you know, and I realize I have not um, written any, I just realized I probably said, you know, any, um, thousands of times and I apologize for that. But regardless of that, um, looking at myself and calling myself beautiful, I'm a beautiful 44 year old gay queer man. Um, with a great support system around him. And I think part of that, once I realize, once I realize that I truly am grateful for the people around me and the things that I've experienced and the people that have been in and out of my life because it made me who I am. And I don't know if other people have this realization, you know, of being people pleasers or, or living, have given themselves their own unrealistic expectations, but I imagine many people do. And, um, and it gets better. I think, I think for me, I can't be the only queer person who thinks that, who put, gives themselves those ex unrealistic ex expectations of being the best at something. So people don't realize, you know, that, oh, that person, that person's different. They don't belong. And I, you know, I told this story to my therapist, you know, I came out to someone when I first was coming out and I came out to someone and they said, Oh, I'm glad you're not 
well, I'm glad you're not, you know, that gay or flamboyant or that swishy gay. You know, it's just like, oh, and why now when I think back to it, when I think back to me as a teenager saying that and the person I just told my truth to and then saying that, um, it was pretty significant. I mean, they, people don't realize what they say at the time. They're trying to find the right thing to say. And I understand that. But by saying that, I'm glad you're not this, but I am that. That's part of me. That's my truth. Whether I'm swishy, whether I'm flaming, flaming, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm telling you I'm part of this tribe. And I still want to be part of your tribe. So I think that, and I think those things fuel that, fueled my um, unrealistic expectations because I said, you can't be, oh, you, it's okay for you to be this way, but don't be this way. And and that's all into my, and I, I realize now that that is my interpre interpretation of that. That is me, my reaction to that and how I feel. But I was only a teenager then. And when, you know, when you're a teenager, you're not really thinking clearly sometimes, obviously, because I made lots of bad choices, but. Um, I just want people to, and I want people to know that, you know, the idea of self, of healing yourself and becoming your authentic self is possible and it's not easy and not that I am there right now. And I am, I understand it all. I am not the Dalai Lama of self-actualization, ex, ex, eh, self-awareness, I mean, um, and being my authentic self, but I am trying like hell and uh, accepting help and love. And for all the people out there who don't feel accepted and loved, there are people who will accept you and love you. Um, that is all for now. I don't really have that much to say, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you know someone or someone or if you know someone or you yourself are struggling with being LGBTQIA, you can contact the trevorproject.org or itgetsbetter.org. If you are having thoughts of suicidal ideations or thoughts of harming yourself, please call the National Suicide Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Um, thank you for listening, people, and please be kind to each other. Thanks. <laughs>